Uh, today marks our last week in our summer sermon series called the Tree of Life. So today we look at the end of our human history, the day when Christ returns as we confess in the Nicene Creed to judge the living and the dead. Um, but this is not a day of dread. This is not a day of fear for us as Christians. Rather, we rejoice in that day when all things will be made new and Christ will wipe every tear from our eyes. For our friends worshiping online or, or on the radio, a reminder to go to our website, chapelofthecross.org, and on that site you will find a bulletin for this service under the Resources tab. Uh, you will also find options for giving your offering to the Lord under the Give tab. Just a few announcements to share before we be, begin worship today. Uh, Dave Funky, our Director of Christian Education here at Chapel for many, many years, and his wife Karen have recently moved from here in North County to Wisconsin. Uh, we certainly wish Dave and Karen God's richest blessings on, on their new location, and, and we wish them a fond farewell from Missouri. If you would like to reach out to them, share a note or a card of blessing or encouragement, I encourage you to do that. Uh, their address, we've got that printed for you in our chapel weekly. I think it's the first announcement there in the weekly, so you can find their address there. A reminder that our music ensembles for kids and adults are all starting very soon. Uh, some start on the 31st of August, some start on the 1st of September, depends on the ensemble. We'd love to have you involved in our music ministry here at Chapel of the Cross. Information about that is on the backside of your Chapel Weekly today. If you um, want some more information, if you got some questions, Ryan Meyer, our director of music, will be very, very happy to talk to you about that. So make sure you uh, talk to him, or, or if you ask me, I might know something, but Ryan knows most everything about that. So he'd be happy to have you involved in the music ministry. An important item for your calendars, on the weekend of September 11th, we'll be starting our new ministry year. What that means is we've got new Sunday school classes, confirmation classes, youth and adult classes. Those will all begin on or near that day. Also, we'll have some special guests with us that day, that weekend. Pastor James Odu and Pastor Raymond Kaija from Uganda will be with us that day. Now, we've, we've, uh, we've had Pastor Kaija here at Chapel of the Cross many times in the past. This, I think, is our first time for Pastor Odu to be with us. Pastor James will be preaching for us, preaching the word that weekend. As part of that celebration, we will have our Sunday services outdoors that weekend. So our, our Saturday service will stay here in the sanctuary, but both Sunday morning services will take place on the lawn outside. And we look forward to that and on that special weekend. If, if, you, if you want, you can bring your own chair. We've got our metal chairs, but if it's more comfortable to bring your lawn chair, uh, feel free to do that on that day. That's the weekend of September 11th. Our elder for this week is Rich Langfeld. Rich is maybe still down in Bible class, but he's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Uh, get to know him as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship this day. We begin by listening to our choir sing our anthem.
We make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Invited by the grace of God as his baptized children, we entreat God's mercy, confessing our sins and receiving his forgiveness. O merciful Father, hear our plea for your constant help in the struggle of living in the strength of our baptism into the death and resurrection of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We lay our sins on his own atoning death. Raise us in the assurance of your forgiveness and your power to create a new and contrite heart that we may serve you in holiness and forever sing your praises, both now and forever. Hear us for the sake of Jesus, our Lord and our eternal King. Amen. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and the Spirit, strengthen you with his grace. In the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into one holy communion, the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that together with them we may come to the unspeakable joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The Old Testament reading comes from the 66th chapter of Isaiah. 
And I, because of their actions and their imaginations, am about to come and gather all nations and tongues, and they will come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them, and I will send some of those who survived to the nations, to Tarshish, to Libyans and Lydians, to Tubal and Greece, and to the distant islands that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory. They will proclaim my glory among the nations, and they will bring all your brothers from all the nations to my holy mountain in Jerusalem as an offering to the Lord on horses in chariots and wagons and on mules and camels, says the Lord. They will bring them as the Israelites bring their grain offerings to the temple of the Lord in ceremonially clean vessels. And I will select some of them also to be priests and Levites, says the Lord. As the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descendants endure. From one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading comes from the 21st chapter of Revelation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, 
and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. This is the word of the Lord. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first and first who will be last. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn of the word, Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Here again, just that first little part of that beautiful text from Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, have you ever had a, a yearning to go home? I'm sure you have. I mean, we all have. This past week, I took my second son up to college. I mean, that's always kind of tough on dad. But Nate, Nate was pretty excited about that, and, and well, he should be. You know, he's thinking, looking forward to seeing his roommates and, and his friends again. He's looking forward to starting some new classes and, and band and choir looking forward to that increased independence as he moves further and further out of the nest. But there will come a time, maybe in the next few weeks or so, maybe it'll take a little longer, maybe it's going to be a month or two, but there will come a time when that cafeteria cooking gets a little old. And he starts to miss his dog. And when an in-person hug from mom or dad is going to be so much better than a phone call or a text. When it even will be good to see a sibling. There will come a time when he will yearn for home. If you've served in the military, you know what that is. Especially if you've been overseas or maybe if you've even seen combat. You know what that yearning deep yearning for home is like. You know, even when we go on vacation, as enjoyable as that is, you eventually say what to one another, you know, it's going to be kind of good to get back home. Now, we all yearn for home. St. John wrote this book of Revelation. He was a, a man who was yearning for home. He wrote Revelation as he was in exile away from home on the island of Patmos. And John was probably an old man by this time. I mean, you can imagine that. Forcefully taken away from your home in your old age, from your loved ones, from, from your friends, from your family, from everything familiar, and dropped off on an island, exiled because of your testimony and your preaching about the truth, about the truth of Jesus Christ. But as John is exiled away from home, God gave to him a series of just incredible and fantastic visions. In a way, they are visions of home, our true home. And Revelation 21 is, is the end of those visions. He's already seen some amazing things. He has seen, of course, the devil and all of his demons thrown into the lake of fire he has seen God's throne in heaven and the angels and the saints and the victorious lamb. He has seen the seven seals and the seven trumpets and the seven censers and all those things that have been poured out upon the earth. He has seen the second coming of Christ, the final resurrection and the judgment of all people. The book of life has been opened. And now, for a moment, God gives John this one last vision. It's the city of God. Descending from above. Described by John as a bride beautifully dressed for the bridegroom. And it is home. Not home for John back in Asia Minor, but it is John's true home. It's our true home. It's heaven. You know, Ten weeks ago, when we started this sermon series, we started talking about another home, the Garden of Eden. And there, in that garden, all was right. I mean, all was good. All was perfect in that home. God and man lived together, and they walked together. They enjoyed life together as creator and the crown of his creation. 
But then the deceiver came and he tempted Adam and Eve to put themselves above their creator, to make themselves their own gods. And they fell into sin as they ate of that forbidden fruit. And although their home was perfect, now they were no longer perfect. With their sin had come death and mourning and crying and pain. And that sin and the terrible consequences of sin, that is passed on now from generation to generation to generation until today as we also face sin and the consequences of sin. As we also face death and mourning and crying and pain. And because of the sin of Adam and Eve, they were banished from that perfect home. No longer could they eat from the tree of life and live forever in their sin. No longer could they enjoy living together and walking together with their Creator because they had separated themselves from Him by their sin. No longer could they enjoy that place, that home that God had prepared for them. Can you imagine, after they had been banished from the garden, how they yearned for home? How they yearned to once again live in perfect communion with their God? How they yearned for a way out from the, the death and the mourning and the crying and the pain of the life that they had selfishly produced for themselves? And do we not also yearn for those very same things? God's got an answer to that yearning and ours. Genesis 3, verse 15. God, God said to that deceiver, to the devil, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. There is one who is to come, Christ Jesus our Lord, God's only son, and he will be wounded on that cross in death as that serpent strikes his heel. But Christ Jesus ultimately will crush the head of the devil, becoming our champion by his death and resurrection and opening for us a way to come home, home to heaven. You know, to go home, that, that's not just our great yearning. To have us home to live with us, to be with us. That is, first and foremost, God's greatest yearning. Look through the Bible, you will see that all over the place. Remember how in Genesis 3, after the fall of man into sin, God is walking around in the garden in the cool of the day, and he says, Adam, where are you? Now, does God ask that question because he does not know where Adam is? No, of course not. He's God. He knows exactly where Adam is. That question was an invitation to be with him from a God who yearns to be with his people. That desire of God, that's the foundation of every institution in the Old Testament. Think about the tabernacle, Exodus chapter 25. Why have a tabernacle? Well, God says, so I can dwell among the Israelites. And that's what the tabernacle was. It was literally a tent for God set up right smack dab in the middle of all the tribes of Israel. Same thing with the temple. 1 Kings chapter 6, we're told that God's desire was that he would dwell among his people because he's the God who yearns to be with us. Through every single prophet in the Old Testament, we hear God's desire. Don't turn from me, my people, because I'm your God now you're in to be with you. Think about the law. The greatest institution of the Old Testament. Do, do you know what the reward was for keeping the law? Leviticus 26 tells us, God says, I will walk with them and be their God, and they will be my people. What does that sound like? That sounds to me like a God who yearns to be with his people. And that's what you get if you keep the law, if you're holy. We are a far cry from holy, though, aren't we? We don't come close to keeping the law. Adam and Eve didn't do it. Neither do we. 
So what does God do? His greatest desire, his deepest wish, his longing, his yearning takes on human flesh. And Jesus is born. What is one of our favorite names for Jesus? Especially we hear this around Christmas time. Emmanuel, right? Which means God with us. He came to this world, came as a little baby. Why? So that in the end he could go to a cross and die on that cross and rise from the dead on Easter so he could forgive us our sins, open heaven for us so we could be with him eternally. Even so, as St. John gives us a glimpse of heaven here again in the book of Revelation, we hear God's desire once again. Third verse of that text, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He is calling us home to be with him. But we are not there yet, are we? Oh, we know, we know we're not there yet. Just look around. Because there's still death and mourning and crying and pain. But even as we yearn for our heavenly home, even as we face death and mourning and crying and pain, our Jesus has a beautiful little promise for you and me. He says, I am still with you. I am your Emmanuel. God is with us. He is with us in our world. He is with us in our families. He is with us in our church. If you have lost a dear loved one, he is with you. If you have gone through a divorce, he is with you. If you face financial troubles, he is with you. If your health is gone, he is with you. If your children have rebelled, he is with you. If you have rebelled, if you have failed God, he is still with you. Our Jesus is with us. That is his promise. That is who he is. Emmanuel, God with us. And even though we are not yet to our true heavenly home, he is leading us there. He is leading us to where finally there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. There, because of Jesus, the death and the mourning and the crying and the pain will pass away. And he will wipe every tear from our eyes. In faith, we yearn for that day. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our common faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed that's printed for you on page 8 in your bulletin. We confess our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, you have promised to return again in power and glory and bring us home to yourself. Prepare our hearts that we may serve you in righteousness and holiness until your return. Fill us with hope and anticipation and give us opportunities to proclaim the new creation where you will wipe every tear from our eyes. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of power and might, guide the nations of the earth in the ways of justice and truth. Inspire rulers to defend the life and liberty of every citizen. Give us leaders of integrity that our nation may strive toward the way of peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, watch over and defend all members of our armed forces, especially those stationed in foreign lands. Protect them from danger. Sustain them in times of loneliness and uphold their families who await their safe return. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Lord, you know the needs of all. We pray your healing and comforting presence for all who are suffering from illness and those recovering from injury. We especially remember this day Olive Middendorf, who is hospitalized, and Ruth Funk's son-in-law, Donald Smith, as he recovers from surgery. Lord, we ask that you grant them patience in accordance to your will, a full restoration of health. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give thanks that you have faithfully nourished Dave and Karen Funky with us in the communion of this congregation and have blessed others through them and their service to you. Bless and protect them as they now depart from us and move from the area. Preserve them in the confession of your name and in loving service to others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we know that all good gifts come from you. We thank and we praise you along with Marsha Holman and her family as they celebrate her 93rd birthday this week. Continue to bless her with your love and your grace. We also thank you for the gift of marriage and for giving that gift to Tim and Sherry Brown, especially as they celebrate their 25th wedding anniversary. We ask you to hear their thanks and praise and continue to bless them in every way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn together soon and very soon as that's printed in your bulletin on page 10. <laughs>